0: Look at those steaming weenies. And you know what they're saying, Larry? They're saying this is the year that Fink beats the stomach. No, it's a couple of guys over here, but they're saying it. No! Save it. Save it for this guy. What? No mustard? Podcast with Dave Juskow. November 2nd, 2021. November already. November already. I know, I know. I keep saying it. It's just, you know, we start on uh, right after Labor Day and say, boy, it all just goes so fast. It does. Because it's such a wonderful time of the year. Even weather-wise. Even when it's going to be wet and yucky. Today, at least. But when you hear this, it'll be nice and bright. November-y which is perfect here in New York I was going to say beautiful New York City, but it's, it's gross. I was out there today, and there's garbage all over the place. It's disgusting, and it smells bad. But other than that, <laughs> having good times in New York City in the fall. Listen, I mean, as much as I like to complain about the city, which everybody does, everybody likes to complain and you know, praise it at the same time. That's the way it's been going for years. And you know how I feel about everything, and I just kind of want to leave and get out, but... I feel I'm taking full advantage of the city during the fall because that's, you know, when it's the best and then we'll start complaining again like, uh, you know, right after uh New Year's or something, right? That's the plan usually. So, I have uh no problems doing that until, you know, it's fun here at Christmas and through the holidays, except for those stupid parades, but again, if I could uh oh, if I could only win as Manhattan Borough President, I would get rid of all those parades if I was the mayor. Then I could definitely do it And people would hate me Just like they hate that idiot, de Blasio But he just gets stupider and stupider Our mayor, he dressed up in a Halloween costume For a press conference the other day Said him and his wife were huge Trekkies Star Trek fans And he said, I'm doing my Captain Kirk today But he was wearing a blue shirt Spock's shirt Oh, we're big fans God, this guy sucks at every level He's so stupid So then why couldn't I be mayor? I mean, if he can do it, why can't Dave Juskow? Because, you know, I'm not that bright either. And I mean, in the sense of uh, just saying stupid stuff, well, then put me up there. Hey, just get rid of all these goddamn parades. And anybody that protests that uh, makes it difficult for me to get around would be put in jail. (laughs) I know it's not very American, but again, it's just a personal thing. I just want to be able to do go where I want and not be bothered by a bunch of jerk-offs, even if they might have the right attitude about it. There's got to be a better way. Can't you just write a letter-writing campaign to your congressman instead of actually going out and making a crowd and just bothering my day or not being able to cross a bridge because you're protesting on it? And I've been saying, My dad has been saying this since the 80s. And he said it to my gay friend, Alan, who used to... You know, fight against the cause over AIDS. He's like, well, can't he do that on his own time? So I can get over the bridge and get home. There's something to be said for it as as horrible as it may seem. But anyway, that all being said, this is the November 2nd edition. And on this tonight's show, on the Comedy Cellar Football Show that we love so much, I gotta say, last week was super fun. Wendy Liebman and Wayne Fetterman came on because, I don't know, everybody's an idiot. They They don't get the times right. But it was fine with me. They both came on. We had a great time. They're both amazing and really funny and smart. So Wendy and Wayne came on, and we had a really good time. I think, I think, all right, I'm really enjoying doing the show. The way I enjoy bringing the podcast to you, I am enjoying, whether people are watching or not, the Comedy Cellar football show this week. Tonight, we have Amy Yasbeck. Amy Yasbeck was married to John Ritter. As you know, he died of, of an aortic uh, mistreatment of some sort. I, she'll definitely tell us. I always forget. I'm really stupid about stuff like that. Um, and, you know, she has a thing that comes around this marathon Sunday, which is this weekend. I also, as the mayor, get rid of that because that's going to bother my weekend not this weekend, yeah, no, yeah, this weekend coming up, it's going to stupid marathon, it was great last year that it was canceled, you know, it goes right by my house, I told you, anything that disturbs me is bothersome, so, I mean, if I can't get to Hoboken to make my bets, and there's a stupid marathon in the way, then we got problems. Anyway, Amy Yazbek, who's still so pretty and so sweet, and she invited me to this, Function as her date uh, next Friday for this uh, charity event, which was so kind, uh, with Richard Klein, of course Larry from Three's Company. I I I was like, is Joyce Dewitt going to be there? No, oh no, oh no. But that's uh, so. But but again, uh, let let's just pick up where we left off uh, last week. I'm so annoyed. Like Friday. She's like, oh, you already have plans? I'm like, no, no, no. I usually just do nothing on Fridays. What is going on where people keep inviting me to stuff? Uh, Doesn't everybody know on Fridays and Saturdays I just don't like to go out? Uh, uh, This girl from the building that used to live here called me. She's like, hey, I'm in town. Do you want to go out Friday? Oh, my God. What is the matter with people? And, of course, what's the matter with me? Uh, But anyway, Amy Yazbek... She was in um, Robin Hood Men in Tights. And unfortunately, Dracula didn't loving it. But she played Maid Marion. That's how pretty she is. I don't mind saying that. Certainly, she doesn't mind. Um, so she's worked with Mel Brooks. And she was in Wings, of course. And she's just uh, really terrific. And then after that, we got Tom Papa to make the football picks. Tom Papa who might be one of the greatest comics of our time, if you've ever gotten to see him. He's really amazing. He's an amazing stand-up comedian. You know, like, 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 say, like I could tell you about Gary Goldman. There's certain people in the world who are just really good at being a stand-up comedian. They're, they've perfected the craft, right? So even if, let's just say you don't find him funny, there's no way you can't appreciate the fact that this guy's a professional. And that is what I love about him. But I do find him funny in his stuff. And, I mean, it's just uh, sort of apparently a lot of other people because he's very famous and very popular. and So he'll be on our show, which is most exciting. Uh, that's on the uh, Comedy Cellar Football Show. And then what have we got this week on Billy Joel? I think uh, the interview with Kyle Dunnigan. Kyle Dunnigan. Right, Well, we got it still rock and roll to me which is coming up on uh, Tuesday, The today, today, finally, something, somebody, a song people have heard of. And then an interview with Kyle Dunnigan. Now, if you don't know Kyle Dunnigan, you know, I might ask him to do a video podcast with us because you have to see what he can do on Zoom. It's phenomenal. He can change his faces on Zoom so he can do the imitations he does, which is Joe Biden, an unbelievable Bill Maher, who's the other? I know he does P tapes, uh, Paul McCartney, and he can change his screen while we're doing it live. I don't, know, I don't know how he does it to make him look like those people, and then he can do the imitation. I mean, it's amazing. So that's something we should definitely talk about doing. Yeah, I just thought of it. I got to have him on. We got to do a video thing because, boy, is he good. God damn. So that's exciting uh, that we're going to interview him. Well, the funny thing is he's, he's not that exciting when you're talking to him in person. This is why when I first met him, I'm like, I don't get it. Because <laughs> like, he's just so mellow in person. Like Christopher Guest. Like Christopher Guest is a, is a genius. I think we're all aware that Christopher Guest is a genius and but when he's if you if we had him on the show and we were interviewing him he'd probably be the most dull interview except for the fact of the stories that we would like but he's very dull except when he's in character so that's the way i think kyle might be because the way he talks he's like well i don't know it's kind of like the way i was doing rick ocasek in the, the turbo charge movie Ooh, i think my jerry springer must be coming up shortly it is November. That's what I was told. Sweeps week in November. Well, that'll be exciting. Speaking of which, I was on the Jim and Sam morning show last week, and that was fun. And that got me, you know, I, I went out of the house every day this week Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And today's Friday. I'm uh, taping on a Friday for no reason. I don't have anything to do tomorrow. I just thought I have a couple of podcasts I'm doing. So I'm like, let me get an early start. I got nothing to do today. Let's do the podcast today. I got plenty to talk about. But I went out every day and went to, see, uh, to do the Jim and Sam show, which I love. I love doing it. I love those guys. I love Norton. I mean, Sam's great, right? But I've known Norton such a long time, and he's so funny. And I think they appreciate my honesty on that show. So I was there to promote the football show and this podcast and the Billy Joel show and, you know, try and get the listeners uh, together. So, you know, maybe we can get some sponsors, make some money because I'm really out of money. It's like really over <laughs> and now rent's starting, so we, I got to get it together. It'll all work out, right? Yeah. or you know, I'll get some form of job, I guess. Huh. I thought I was retired. Can't I just retire and just do this? Isn't this fun? Because you know if I get a job, folks, it's just going to be boring work stories, and that's no fun. you know you're not, you're not going to have the recreation, uh, you know, because I'm way too old to go out after work now, so. That's not gonna be a thing anymore. But come on. I mean, how am I gonna tell how how am I gonna do a play? That's why I tell the people if they hire me. I'm like, look, I'd like this job, but uh I gotta be going out. I got a podcast to run. I got a podcast to run. Players couldn't get a drink at the table. I have my uh, show at the Westside Comedy Club tomorrow, Wednesday, November third. Somebody already can Adrian canceled already. I'm getting real sick and tired of this. I'm getting real sick and tired. I'm not garnering the same respect I used to, obviously, when I was at the Comedy Cellar. The West Side Comedy does not have the panache and the prestige to make people not cancel. So I got Natterman instead, and I love Natterman, so I have no problems with that. But Adrian was like, Can I go first? I'm like, Well, if I put you first and then Mike Fakion, I've shot my load of, you know, professionals. Which is rude to say to the other people, but you, you know what I'm talking about, or maybe they don't. Who cares? This is the way it is in my mind. And when I'm putting together a show, I gotta space it out. So now we're gonna open with Mike. Now, we're going to open with Mike's girlfriend, Katie Hannigan, then Mike Vecchione, who's amazing. He's my new go-to guy. He's always available. He'll be on the football show again next week because he's great and a great guy. I like that combination in a person. And, um, and then uh, Alon and, and me and Felicia and then uh, Natterman. It's a quality show, I guess. I don't know. What else are you looking for in a comedy show? That's why I was talking about professionals, too. But I, I don't remember where I was. It doesn't matter. After I left you last week, Saturday, remember? I was complaining that I have to go out with Sarah Silverman. Oh, poor me. Poor Dave Juskow. Always in a bad way that he has to uh, sit down and have dinner with a movie star. Oh, no, that's going to ruin my whole week. Well, as long as I was expecting it because I knew about it the night before, I was okay. But it did ruin my whole week. I mean, it just threw it off. It's funny, it's so ridiculous. So on Saturday, you know, I'm doing my editing and I'm doing stuff. And then she goes, hey, I'm going to Bloomingdale's, which is right my neighbor, you know, because she was staying in my neighborhood. And, uh, you know, why don't you just you could meet me there if you want or we'd have an early dinner. She was for early dinner question mark. And I'm like, yes. I know what I wanted to say now. I remember now. No, I'll tell you that later. I don't remember it then. Sorry. <laughs> it just came to me. Anywho. She goes, do you want to go? Uh, do you want early dinner? Oh, my God. I'm so excited. You know, I'm like, what, six? And she's like, yeah, or earlier. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, because now and I was talking to my friends Thursday and they're like, yeah, early is great. Oh, I know I, that is, you know, it's so funny when you're sitting there and you're older and you're in your 50s and I'm talking about everybody in their 50s and you're just like, no, I love the early dinner. I think that's what everybody's doing now. No, it's not what everybody's doing. It's what we're doing because we're older. We just don't recognize it. This is when it starts. That you can make fun of the early bird special with senior citizens all you want, but it's starting here. It's just going to get earlier and earlier the older you get. You know, instead of eating at six, we're going to want to eat at four. It's just the way it works. It's fine with me. I love it. God eating at nine? Atel still wants to do that? He's out of his goddamn mind. I mean, I'll do it. If it's you know free and we're having a good time, right? But, but yeah, it sucks. I love I love the early dinner and then just getting home early. And uh, I, I don't even know. It's not like I have anything to do. So anyway, she says, "Well, you can come to Bloomingdale's." I'm like, "Well, that's right down the street from me. So sure, I'll meet you at Bloomingdale's." Well, I'm glad I did because um, well, it was fun. I mean, listen, I've been watching her try on clothes for years, and it's just kind of funny. When Sarah Silverman invites you into the dressing room, says so just sit in the dressing room with me and watching her change clothes. And I say to myself, and I've said this before, podcast before, I'm like, God, so many guys would be so jealous of this. And for me, it's just like watching my sister undress. You know, <laughs> well, actually, that came out the wrong way. That's awkward too, isn't it? All right, well, uh, whatever it is, uh, it's fun. You know, we're just joking around and having a good time. And she just buys this. She's at Bloomingdale's, but she still buys that ratty clothing that that she bought this the exact same thing she was wearing. She goes, oh I need a new one And then the, I saw her on Monday like two days later and I'm like, why didn't you wear the new one? She goes, oh no, I have to sleep in it for a couple of days to break it in and I'm like, oh my God, are you even a woman? Are you even a woman? What the hell? She dresses like a dude in the sense of just like wearing the same thing every day. It's ratty she was wearing this shirt. wear this shirt that a tell got her like 20 years ago and I'm like, really? Really, that thing is God. That's because She goes, "No, it's really soft and comfortable." I'm like, "Oh my God! If I, if I, if you were my girlfriend and I was wearing that, you would have demanded I got rid of. It. You would hit it and and threw it in the garbage in the middle of the night on me. No woman would let a guy wear that ratty shirt she was wearing under her sweater. But I hadn't been in Bloomingdale's in like years, so it was kind of like I don't know. There was something too that was kind of interesting. But we were there for hours. But then her friend who she knows from growing up, this black girl, right, Carrie, who I've known for years, you know, because I met her when they were both 19. And it was just funny, because it was the one Jew in New Hampshire and the one black girl in New Hampshire, so they became really close friends. And she's the best. I mean, we've hung out before. She lives in the city. She's married to this guy who's awesome. And uh, so she came, too. So we were all having a really good time, and then we planned dinner. So I said, my friend Keanu works at this restaurant on the Upper East Side, some crummy snobatorium. And she's always like, you should come in. You should come in. You know Keanu. I've had her on the show before, Keanu Thompson. She's so adorable. And she's always like saying to come in. And I'm like, well, maybe today's the day. So I called her. And she goes, well, I don't know. It's Saturday night, you know, and it's hard to, you know, we're really booked. But let me see what I can do. And I'm like, great. As long as you have some like vegetarian options. She's like, yeah, they'll make you anything. I'm like, well, we got to be kind of specific that they definitely have it and she's like yeah I'm like because okay the person is Sarah Silverman I'm, I said I'm bringing my friend Sarah and I didn't say anything and then I said it's Sarah Silverman and then she's like you know what table just opened up so that was easy but uh, but it was great because then you know so it was me Sarah this girl Carrie and Carrie's husband and uh, they were all like thanking me. Dave, thanks for setting this up. Thanks. I'm like, hey, you know how it is. I love the good stuff, right? I'm like, <laughs> it was, I mean, Keanu put it together, but I guess I, I got the credit for putting a, a wonderful night at a fancy restaurant together. I'm like, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, I knew I didn't have to pay for it. And Sarah's like, come on, I'm taking everybody out to dinner because you spent all this time shopping. But I mean, she was going to do it anyway. I, I, like I say, I pick up the little stuff. So, but it turned out that Carrie's husband paid because he's really. Well, he's just really, I think he started Under Armour, and so it turns out that my friend Dave Elliott, who you know from the beach, uh, he he told me where he was from, and I said, do you know Dave Elliott? He goes, sure, I know Dave Elliott. So it turns out that he knows my friend Dave Elliott, and then it was really funny, because I called Dave Elliott, and he goes, oh my God, that guy was like our hero in high school. He's a couple years older, but he was like this amazing athlete, and he was unbelievable, and it's. And I told Carrie, I uh, texted her, and I'm like, oh, my God, apparently your husband was the shit back even back then. Because the only reason he wasn't in Bloomingdale's was because he wants to do a long workout today. He's like 60. I don't think there will be a period in my life where you'll ever hear me say, I really need to do a long workout today. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe you'll hear workout, but you will never hear long workout. I can't imagine that that's a thing. So, yeah, he still looks really good, and he's a great guy, so we had a really good time. But Sarah and I and just not just not me and Sarah, but I like to do this, too. We love to take a puff of weed before we eat because it's good for the digestive system and it's fun. And I it's my favorite thing to do. But she goes, hey, be careful with this weed. You know, it's this L.A. stuff, whatever. And she goes, it's, uh, she told me what it was. It's like, it's rolled in this paper. It's called key for something. And it's like, just make sure you take one hit. Because she knows we have the exact same tolerance. So I really just took one puff. But it went through because I was coughing. And then I was just so high the whole night. I just assumed, of course, everyone knew. And I had to call Keanu the next day. I'm so sorry. I was so high. She's like, you were? Damn it i got to keep reminding myself no one can tell (laughs) because I'm just acting like an idiot like I would on a daily basis. Then, of course, I had three glasses of wine, so then I was drunk. I just thought i ruined the whole night for everybody, but I guess I didn't. I think everybody had a good time. I can't tell. Meanwhile, of course, I got into a fight with the waiter again. You know I love this. So the waiters at this place, they're like old. And I figure, you know, and it's clearly this guy's a little off. He's giving us the specials, but he's like an idiot, you know? And uh, I said to them, I said, you know, it's probably one of those things where it's these places where they have these guys that have worked here like 30 years. And they're just, even though they're like kind of semi-autistic, they just let them go because the customers are like, because the customers are, well, most of the clientele is older than not. They're in their 70s or 80s. So I don't think anybody cares or notices and they like the same people. But he was like an idiot. So I said, and, you know, again, that the menu is like, what is this? I just give me a lasagna. You know, they don't have that. So I said. I I want the what's it called caprese caprese you know the tomatoes and the buffalo mozzarella I love that as an appetizer and then I, I said I can't decide between I think it was the chicken marsala and gnocchi and he's like why don't you have half and half and I'm like oh my god perfect so everybody gets their appetizer I think Sarah gets salad or whatever and my gnocchi comes out and I go to the guy and I'm like hey what the fuck is this? And Sarah's like, "Hey, gee, what are you doing?" I didn't say, well, "But she's like nervous, you know. She doesn't want any attention drawn to her." But come on, what the hell is this? And the guy comes over and he's like, "Well, you said you wanted half and half." And I'm like, "I, I but I, you know, what? What am I missing here? You don't bring out the caprese as the appetizer." He goes, "Oh, you wanted that as the appetizer." And I'm like, "What the, what the fuck kind of place?" I was, I, I was, I was getting mad, and I was trying to keep it together because I know. Nobody likes that, but you, you, you can't blame me. I mean, you're listening to this, and you're saying, "What? how are they not, right? I'm not crazy. How are they not bringing the appetizer? And how does this always happen to me? I think I scare the waiters once I put it together. I don't know. Something that it clicks in their head where I make them nervous or something if they fuck up, which they should be. Because when you don't bring out the appetizer first, you're an asshole. And I've had that happen before, and I'm like, what, are you fucking kidding me? So finally, after a long about thing, I'm like, no, no, I want it. He goes, I'll take it back. And i bring, yeah, I thought you were going to bring it together. I mean, I don't even want it if it's on the same plate. Uh, you know, I thought we were doing the half and half. He goes, oh, I thought you'd have half now and half later. I'm like, why would you think that? You dumb fuck. I'm going to punch him in the face. He was arguing with me. It's so obvious. And so then as he's walking away, he's like, I'm sorry. I forgot. I forgot you ordered the Caprese. And Sarah goes. Well, see, that's all. Why didn't he just open with that? He clearly forgot. You know, like he was just going on this roundabout thing and he knows I wasn't going to budge. I'm like, I'm not taking responsibility because you're a fucking idiot. So (laughs) he took it back and then it came. And And then when they bought the half and half, the half gnocchi, half uh, chicken, it was on two different plates. So again, I had two dinners. Yes. Yes, me. Because I'm like, yeah, this is finally, we've got a man-sized portion here. Not those. I hate when you're at those places where they're like, would you like a half portion or a full? I'm like, I'd like a man-sized portion, please. Thank you. The fucking half. Just, if you want a full and, you, and you're full, just, you know, leave it and take it home. Or give it to a home of the half portion. Fuck you. Sorry. It really does make me, look at me. I'm. I got angered already. I was having a good time. What happened? That fucking waiter, what an asshole! And they tar- the prices are out of this. She's like, "It's very." Kiana was like, "It's very expensive." I don't know whether you can, you know, it's very expensive. Just so you know, I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I got it, I got it." Oh, these places they tout themselves as like we're all fancy, and then they get the fucking orders wrong. Fuck you, right? I'm not crazy about that. That's that's just bad. New. This is New York City. I am not in Wyoming. I think I can expect at what they, you know, a crummy snobbatorium, which is what this is, is going to remember that a caprese salad comes out first. and The word salad is in it. <sighs> Look at me, I didn't even pay for anything and I'm angry, right? Isn't that the funniest? Then we have dessert and uh, the guy, uh, Jeff, Gary's uh, husband just goes, hey, make sure you He's just like me. That's I love him. He's like, hey, make sure the cappuccino comes out, the dessert comes in, then the cappuccino. Like I know what he was saying. You don't want the cappuccino first because you want it with the dessert. But you want the dessert and you want the dessert and the cappuccino to come out at the same time, but they fucked that up too. They had the dessert. The cappuccino came out twenty minutes later. Oh my God, it was so annoying. It was his fault, but also not his fault, because I know exactly what he was talking about. And why a restaurant like this can't get it together? They just get so confused from a request. And again, I'm saying it's this fancy, snobby restaurant. Get it fucking together. And on the flip side, how thrilled were they, from what I've been told by Keanu, that they had Sarah Silverman in their restaurant? They were very, very excited about it. So, you know, I get props for that, which is good for me. And I called Keanu the next day. And, oh, she also sent us over this... uh, Lemoncello, I think it's called. Oh, you know, this is on piano, and I know you know that's not Sarah's thing. It's not anybody's thing. The lemoncello is disgusting. It it looks like well, like Jism, really, and then it it you know it, it's the it, that consistency too. I knew I had to drink it. Gary's like, well, Dave will drink all of his, and then we'll be okay. I had to drink it all because you know it'd be rude <laughs> otherwise. But I know Sarah's not gonna. She doesn't like alcohol, and that was the other thing too. She ordered. You know, I told her to get the ginger ale with the bitters. I said, get the ginger ale with the bitters because that's what we usually like. And she got it and she goes, wait, is this liquor? Because it tastes like liquor. But I said, I think they probably make it with like a real ginger beer instead of the Canada dry we prefer with bitters. And that's probably the difference. But whatever the case may be, we obviously had a good time. We were laughing. Sarah was hilarious. I don't remember what she said. I just know she is, um, she is an outstanding dinner companion. I will tell you that whether you like her comedy or not, That could be something you could ask for. Let's just uh, talk about this for a second. I was talking about this on the Tuesday show. This guy, you know, caught Tom Brady's football. I think you guys know. You heard about it probably. uh, This guy, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who, you know, have the unbelievable Tom Brady as their quarterback, the lucky fucking bastards. And he threw his 600th touchdown, which is insane. I mean, that's that's just, uh, I don't think anyone's ever done it, you know, because nobody's been around that long to do it. And he threw it to this guy, Mike Evans. If you know the story already, you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, I'm just explaining it to you because this isn't the football show. So Tom Brady throws his 600th touchdown pass to this guy, Mike Evans, on the Bucks And this guy, Mike Evans, has no idea it's the 600th touchdown pass. And he hands it to a, a big fan in the, uh, in the uh, I want to say audience, but you know what I'm talking about, in the... In the seats. And then somebody from the Buccaneers comes over and says, hey, that's Tom Brady's 600th touchdown ball. Can we have it back? And the guy gave it back to them. And so some people are saying, what, dude? Because we have found out now that that ball is at least worth $500,000. And they're like, dude, I can't believe you. So some people are angry. Some people are like, that's a real fan. He's a big Tom Brady fan. He wants him to be happy. I'm pretty sure Tom Brady would be happy regardless of whether he had that ball or not but whatever he gave it back he was very kind and then they asked Tom Brady after he goes oh don't worry we're going to we're going to hook him up we're going to make it up to him but i have the listing of what he got in lieu of the ball and I would be furious <laughs> because we were talking about this. We were putting it out to people, and I put it out to you guys. If you had this valuable piece of merchandise in your hand, and I say immediately, and this is a word for everybody, and I said this the other day, if you get you know, a, a home run ball that's a big home run ball at a, if you're at a, a, a baseball game or if you get this football that's so meaningful, run away. Get it? and leave the game. I don't care what kind of fan you are. You and your friends have to automatically run out because your friends can't even be there because they can identify you. You all have to leave the stadium and run out of the stadium and have the joy of having security run after you when you've done nothing wrong. So that's hilarious, but you run away and you'd have to be laughing the entire time because you've done nothing wrong <laughs> and you all run away, go home, and don't talk to anybody for a week. You know, you just unplug your phone. So because they'll be, if you have season tickets, they'll be able to track you down. But you don't communicate with them for a week. Make them sweat. Make them come up with like the the Kramer offer, like uh, on Seinfeld when he spilled the coffee. He goes. So should we give him uh, like a hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> and then he just comes in and says free coffee for a year, and they're like, "You deal." <laughs> so make them sweat a little bit because fuck these guys, right? Fuck this stupid ball, which you could sell on eBay or whatever for five hundred thousand dollars, maybe more, because every, there's footage of you getting the ball, so everybody knows it's for real. What he got in return, and this is so pathetic. The Bucks are gifting Byron Kennedy two signed Brady jerseys and a helmet, an autographed Evans jersey, and game-worn cleats. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for your dirty fucking sneakers. This is like the Mean Joe Green thing all over again where he uh, throws him the dirty towel and like, thanks, Mean Joe. You ready for this? $1,000 in store credit. Tampa Bay Buccaneers store credit, $1,000. Half the stuff in there costs $500 and who wants more stuff that for what? And two season tickets for the rest of the 2021 season, which apparently he must already have because I don't know how you get all the way down there if they're not season tickets and all of next season. That's it. I think that stinks. I think that's a shitty fucking deal, although they are said that Tom Brady also gave him one Bitcoin which at least is worth some some sort of money, but it's still lame. And he asked, this guy said, I would like to play a round of golf with Tom Brady, which I think is completely acceptable. And I don't know whether that's going to happen. I think that's a good one. Now, I had said I would ask for sweets. I would ask for a sweet for the game. And not to be greedy, I'm saying I would ask for a sweet for two games of the season for the next five years. I think that's a really good get. The people in the chat room on Tuesday had a couple of really good examples of what they'd asked for, but I think that guy got, it's like they're like, yeah, no, no, we're going to give him some jerseys and he's going to get store credit. I mean, if you're going to get store credit, you need like 10 grand of store credit. And really, that's the thing too. If this ball is worth $500,000, then why don't you just give the guy 50,000 bucks? I mean, that's nothing. That seems fair. This is bullshit. It, really, it pissed me off, and everybody's pissed off about it. People sitting next to him are pissed off about it. You know, It just doesn't seem good enough. Meanwhile, of course, he didn't catch the ball. Somebody had mentioned this the other day. He was gifted it by somebody else, so it technically isn't his. So if you look at it that way, then it's pretty good. But he was given the ball by Mike Evans on TV, and you can see it. Normally, you're allowed to take that ball home and say thank you very much. So that was um, interesting, I suppose, or not for you who hate sports, but it really has nothing to do with sports. It's all about selfishness and uh, what you can get out of a celebrity when they have money. Uh, Now, speaking of being at Bloomingdale's, this is the stupidest thing, and it just gives you another piece of the puzzle of how crazy Dave Juskow it might be. So I'm in Bloomingdale's with Sarah, and I'm just hanging around before in the dressing room, just kind of waiting there's a lot of There's a lot of hanging around for men you know we're all sitting on the couch i, I might have even been holding her purse for some point you know how it is fellas and we're just waiting around because there was a time we were just in the shoe department waiting i'm trying to do the lines from devil wears product you are in desperate need of chanel and nobody cares they don't find any of it funny and i am listening to this song that's on that's playing Okay, I'm going to play a little bit for you now. Now, this song stinks. And it's, it stinks in a way because it's just so obvious and stupid. It's called a group called Soul for Real and it's just uh, it's just a, it's just a bad song really but but that's not the point. The point is, when I heard this song, something was going through my head that I mean it's just it it's defies uh, meaning. This is the way the song was playing to me. So I hear. Right, that's what I'm hearing in my head, and what that song is is this song. Let's see if you can um, maybe guess where it's from just from the song. Some of you uh, older folk. Yeah, get it yet? Some hey, of you-, you got any kids in your family? No. Did you ever do any time? Prison? No. Uh, you know how wear a car? Uh not yet, no. Now you'll learn in class. Where's that part again? Let me go back to that other part. Hey. Go. Got any kids in your Wait, it's back here, right? Those violin strings, and that was Bill Murray talking before, it's from Meatballs. And it's a scene where they have, like, they're doing the Olympics and they're just doing a montage, and that song is playing. Now, that song and that goes through my head on a daily basis. And for some reason, This song, I was like, this song would be so much better if they added the Meatballs theme into it. So the question is then, am I crazy or is it just me? I know what the answer is. You do not have to respond. I'm crazy. Because I guarantee you, there is not one person on this planet, except whoever wrote that song, and they actually, for some reason, credit Rick Dees, but there's not one person on this planet who's thinking, oh, my God, this sounds just like the song from Meatballs. Do you realize I couldn't even tell Sarah that because she would be like, what? No, um, it reminds me of the... Police, I couldn't. I couldn't even think of anybody current. Like, a, um, it, it reminds me of a Lady Gaga song. <laughs> no, it, no, it's not that I have the theme from Meatballs going through my head, and then I just uh, started singing this. And, of course, you know, you don't even realize the Meatball soundtrack has so much to do with the formation of lots of us, especially the ones that listen to this show. And, of course, the greatest song ever written by the great David Naughton of uh, I drink Dr. Pepper, don't you know? I'm part of an original show, if that's how it goes. But this classic. Making it. Yeah. Making it. This could have been my career. We're both David's. Hello, uptown. We buy pop tea. The top of the ladder is waiting for me. I'm, I'm making, making it. it. I've got the chance. I'm taking it. No more. No more banking it. This Stunning time in life, I'm making it. Woo hoo. Yes. It. <laughs> I can't get enough. Oh, the bridge. I'm as bad as they come, David Naughton. He's as bad as it comes. This time he's making it, making it, David Naughton, everybody. Oh my goodness, that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you ready for the summer? What a good time. Oh, damn it. who got it wrong? Yes. Well, again, I've lost my mind. And there's just no other way to put it. If you're in Bloomingdales, all right, let's just put it out there. If you're in Bloomingdales and you are hearing the meatball soundtrack in your head from 1979, and I'm not talking about Cloudy with a chance of meatballs, because that would have been like, well. Nope, 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 no, no, no. You're I I might say, especially after last week's podcast, legally insane. You may be legally insane. But again, <laughs> you love it, right? I mean, it's like a <laughs> uh, wow, how can a person make it in life if they're hearing the meatball soundtrack? At Bloomingdale's, but I guess maybe that's what you do as a guy if you're waiting for your wife or girlfriend or friend in Bloomingdale's. You just make up little scenarios for yourself that keep you going. Now I know everybody has their phone, but we're old men. You know what, who are we texting? What am I? What am I doing on that phone? I'm not a I'm not a 22 year old girl. I don't have anything to say. I, I'm not going to put stuff on Instagram. I I'm just sitting there waiting like an old man with a purse, like a grandfather. And uh, so I have to make little scenarios for myself. This song that just came out last year, oh my God, they ripped off the meatball theme, but they didn't rip off the meatball steam. I added the meatball steam to my head to make life better for me as I sat in Bloomingdale's waiting for my friend to finish her shopping excursion. Wow-wee. Wow. <laughs> yes, and I could not wait to tell you guys that story. I could not get home fast enough to write that down and say, man, I got podcast gold for this Tuesday. And again, this is why we'll never make money from the podcast because this is just stupid. And let's just say I run for office and they go back to all my podcasts where maybe I used to use the N-word in context sometimes or whatever and they'll see but they'll stop at this one or last week and just say uh you know there's so many more problems than him being a racist you got to hear this so on monday sarah said she was she's still around you know she's working on her play and she said do you want to have lunch and i said sure i do not do anything on mondays i said perfect So we were walking up to this diner, because it's great that she lives on the, or she's staying, you know, in in my hood, which she never does. You know, she loves staying downtown, the East Village. So it was great that she was staying around here. And I said, perfect. You know, I'm always looking for somebody to go. Can you believe it? You know, I couldn't, I asked 12 people to go with me last Thursday. I couldn't get anybody. And then Sarah Silverman calls, do you want to have lunch? I mean, that's the way my life works, right? I mean, it's so weird. And so we were going to this diner and we're walking up 3rd Avenue and I say, wait a minute, I think that's my neighbor. She's like, that's your neighbor? That's my..." I said, that's my friend. And she goes, that's your friend? What is she, 100? And I'm like, yeah, she's 90. (laughs) And I think she thought I was kidding but then I went over and I'm like, hi. (laughs) And and she's like, oh, and this is my friend Sarah. What's your name again, Sally? You know, she had no idea who it was but that's hilarious. And then she was with her daughter. Now I've known this woman for a very long time and um I used to hang out with her a lot uh, across the street. We'd go to this restaurant and hang out, have a couple of drinks when she was like 83. And then I wasn't allowed to hang out with her anymore because my mother got very jealous that I was hanging out with somebody her age and not asking her to join in. So uh, I had to stop seeing her. But uh, <laughs> but she was there with her daughter, who was probably my age, I guess, or maybe older. And she, I guess, didn't remember. I mean, maybe she remembered. I guess she didn't remember me, and then but she definitely knew who Sarah was, which was really funny. And they were sitting outside, you know, and she goes, oh, well, you should go to this place because apparently it's like a Jewish deli that I'd never seen before. And she's like, oh, you'll go in. And you won't want to leave. And I'm like, well, Sarah's vegetarian, so I don't know, you know, it might be different for us. But she liked what they had on the menu, maybe kashas or something like that, even eggs. And so we stayed. We went inside and we stayed. And then her my friend Nell's uh, daughter came over and she goes, I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't put it together who you were you've been very kind to my mother over the years. And I know she has your number just in case there's an emergency. You gave it to her. And I really appreciate that because I go away a lot. And, um, you've been very kind. And Sarah's like, wait, this guy, You <laughs> must have it mixed up with somebody else. She, she's like, no, no, he, yeah. My mother told me he's really kinder. She's like, no, no, you're thinking of somebody else. <laughs> Cause it was, it was really funny. But I told you, I give all the, uh, elderly people in my building my number so in case there's trouble i mean why wouldn't i i'm here doing nothing it is but my pleasure to help people in need because what 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 else am i do you know if they need something at the store why shouldn't it be me i mean that's the least i can do is help my fellow man while i'm doing nothing so uh, but we ate this. Uh, what I, I think I had pastrami and turkey and chopped liver. Oh, oh. <laughs> it was in a black cherry. Doctor Brown's. They didn't have the celery. They were out of the, cel- the celery soda that I usually get. Again, if you're you know living in the Midwest and you don't understand how New York works, they the Jews eat drink this thing called celery tonic. It's a celery soda. Yeah, no, you heard me right. And at this point, I just get it because it makes everybody laugh, but I still like the taste because I am Jewish and we seem to like that flavor, but most, you know, uh, people who aren't Jewish uh, will not like it, but they were out of it. So I got to have the black cherry, which was delicious and it was good. And then we just um, walked home. Then she showed me a bit of her play and it was so funny because, you know, there's kids in the play, you know, nine, 10 year old kids that are Broadway actors, right? And I'm watching a little bit, and it's really terrific. I mean, really terrific. Remember, it's sad that Adam Schlesinger died. So sad. But he wrote all of these great songs. So it's great. But the the actresses, who are nine and maybe 14, because somebody's playing her sister, Laura, they're so good. And it's, like, so noticeable. I was telling my mother, I was like, you know, I know I'm really snobby when it comes to the kids, you know, like my nieces and nephews when they're in the plays, and I'm like, this sucks, this sucks. And it's a problem, because then when you see these kids the same age and they're so good and they're they're just doing a reading a table read and they're so defined and enunciate and good singing and acting and so personable it's like it's such a world of difference I guess that's the issue I had all these years when people just suck and they just aren't I know, I know you got to give a little, that, whether it's regional theater or, you know, junior high. I just, oh my, because I know that these kids exist and it's like, that's, I'm like, damn. But I, you know, you got to be, I mean, well, again, what kind of freak goes to their niece's junior high play and says, you know, it's really not Broadway caliber. But that's unfortunately what happens when you see the best all the time, it's difficult to, make a distinction to even if they're kids i'm like i don't care i just saw a nine-year-old do one of the greatest performances i've ever seen she was hilarious i feel like an idiot but i think that show's gonna be good you know it's supposed to come out may 2022 so that monday night it was raining right so i was gonna i wanted to go get wings i just want to have wings all the time now i'm back i haven't had them for years well covid didn't help so I wanted to go to the place, but it was raining and really bad weather. So I, again, I was like, all right, fine. I'll order in Domino's wings. It's still making my mouth water as I talk about it, but it's so stupid. So I'm like, let me just get that. Cause they're the easiest ones because they come really quickly and you can't order wings that are going to take 40 minutes. I tried to order this place and they were cheap. So I tried to order this place called like Dan and John. They're supposed to be really good, but they were like $40 for 20 of them. What? You know? And Domino's for sixteen was like fourteen bucks, so that made more sense because um, those are like seventy five cent wings or a do- you know whatever. That's what they usually that's the good price for a Monday night football wing eating thing. So I was pretty upset that everything was so expensive. So I'm like, all right, I got to go to the go to. So I ordered Domino's with the hot sauce. I double checked. I got it. Of course, there's no sauce on it, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I called them up, and I'm like, you guys suck like, oh, we forgot to put sauce on it. I can see you did mark hot sauce. We're like, of course I marked hot sauce. Like, well, we're out of wings. And I'm like, what do you mean you're out of wings? Yeah, we ran out. Oh, well, we'll have a guy bring over hot sauce. I'm like, fine, have him bring it over. So he brought over like 10 hot sauce things. And I was like, you know what I'll do is I'll make my own. So I put all the hot sauce into like a plastic container and then put the whole wings and I shook it up like I would normally make wings. And they were okay. <laughs> I mean, listen, Domino's wings aren't the best, but uh, I I need wings any kind, and that works for me. So last night, I went to New Jersey. I saw my mom, and then I decided to go down the shore and hang out with my friend Sweet Lou Pellegrino and watch the football game. I had planned it for a long time. I like this season, you know. Let me let me go down the shore and watch at one of these places because I love going down to the beach when it's off season. You know, it's easy to get to. There's parking. You know, the restaurants aren't crowded. So we went to this place called Robinson's right in Long Branch. And we, you know, watched the game. And ate. it was a shitbag game. It was, the, it was a good game. It was the Packers and the Cardinals. But, you know, if you bet the over, it wasn't good. Anyway, uh, that's a whole other story. But um, we're eating there. And he ordered he ordered right away, which was really annoying. He's like, I'm starving. And I'm like, well, I thought we'd hang out and have a beer first and then order because the game doesn't start for an hour. What the fuck? Why can't I get everybody to do what I want to do? He's like, I'll order again. He ain't ordering again. So I'm like, fine, whatever. And he ordered like the deviled eggs, which I wanted, but they were bad. And then he ordered wings, barbecue wings. And he didn't like them, but I thought they were actually really good. And then I tried the Oh, no, I didn't get the hot wings because she said it was just a rub. Right, right. I was going to. But she said, no, they're just like these. And there's just not enough sauce on them. But they didn't say buffalo wings, so it's okay. It just says Robinson's Ale House Wings. So that's all right. If you're going to say classic buffalo wings, I'm going to punch you in the face if they don't come out the right way. But the barbecue ones were pretty good, and they ordered... Um, what did I get after? I got two things. I got the, 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 the salad wedge, you know, the blue cheese wedge. Oh, and a shrimp cocktail because I'm a fucking idiot. And uh, I can't help myself. And I got that, and then I got the wedge salad and for some reason they were it was like smothered in french dressing but you know again i'm never going to complain when i'm in new jersey because um, i don't know who cares i was at a, i was you know whatever and at least they had the sam adams oktoberfest cuz everyone else here in the city is out of it and that is my favorite beer obviously this time of the year so you know again i don't understand if you coming and, if the game starts at 8:20 and we get there at around 7 30. What are you starting to eat for? You know, let's wait till the, the, the game starts. You know, I mean, what, what are you doing? Right? I'm not great. Let's have a couple of drinks for you. He, he lives next door. I live in Jersey and I'm saying, I, I live in New York. I still got to drive an hour and I'm saying, well, let's just have like a beer first and then we'll order. No, no, I'm hungry now. That's a little, that's a little weird. It's all right. He's a great guy. So it was really fun. And the fact that anybody wants to do this. You know, watch either Thursday or Monday night with me is, you know how hard it is to get people to do anything fun anymore. I guess, or at least my Dave Juskow kind of fun, so I was pretty excited about it. And yeah, so the barbecue wings were pretty good, but right, that's the problem. Is like, so this Monday I think I'm going, or this, well, have gone to the Scruffy Duffys place because I I, I got to have those wings again. They're they're terrific, and it's just. It's that time of year. Meanwhile, I am just on an eating frenzy. I'm pretty sure I've gained back all the weight I lost during COVID. I've been eating nonstop because I just don't care. I just don't care. I'm just going for it. I mean, it is sick. But at least I've been walking and cycling. So I guess that's something. But yeah, I mean, I am not eating any kind of healthy at all. It's bad. And Thursday was no exception. So Thursday... I, um, you know, I told you last week my friend Lawrence had a party and there were two people there. were like, hey, why don't we go to Molly's, which is this legendary Irish pub on 22nd Street and 3rd Avenue. And like, why don't the three of us meet there? Because we're like the last ones left in the city. So let's meet there. And um, and so, you know, it's all talk. But, you know, because I um, have nothing to do, I, I put a text together and I'm like, hey, are you guys up for tomorrow? And they're like, yeah. And they said, six? (laughs) Seven? Because I want to go at six. And they're like, seven's good. I'm like, damn it. (laughs) I just want to be there early. But later, like I said, they were like, I love eating early. So we went there, and apparently those two are there all the time. Even though one of them lives on the complete Upper West Side in the hundreds, she comes down to this place to drink. She's a big drinker and partier still. Really sweet. This girl named Perry. And this guy Jim... um, Lives now, he lives across town, but they love their Molly's legendary place, really Irish, sawdust on the floor, old school. So I get there and they're like, Is this guy giving you trouble? Like they know the whole staff, which is perfect for me that they know them. And we're sitting down in a booth, not at the bar, and I order a black and tan. And they're like, Don't you dare order that. Why, you son of a bitch. Like, this is the only place. First of all, remember, I like black and tan. If you remember, I don't know if you know. I like a black and tan beer. That is, I don't, I don't like full Guinness. So I dilute it. And a black and tan is half and half. So there's a black and tan and a half and half. And what it, what, one of them was made with harp. And one of them was made with bass. But the beer bass does not exist anymore anywhere. But this bar still had harp. Which apparently is in a half and half, but if you go into an Irish bar apparently and order a black and tan, which apparently no one knows how to make, they've been starting to put Yingling in it, which is not the answer. Apparently, it is a a, a, a bad thing to say to an Irish person because black and tans somehow mean that British people suck so much, you know, to the Irish. That they can't drink their Guinness properly, so they have to dilute it, like me. Uh, but apparently it's very insulting to an Irish person to order a black and tan. So now I have to remember that whenever I go to a place, just order a half and half. But of course, many places don't have harp. And the other ones, I think it's called Smithington's or something is the other one they put in. So, a half. so I got to half and half. She's okay though. But she gave me, the waitress gave me like, don't you dare come into this place and order a blasphemous black and tan. And the worst part was that wasn't the only time that happened to me. The waitress said, Oh, there's this guy. He's sitting at the bar and he owns this great restaurant or bar downtown called Bell Book and Candle. Now, if you don't remember. And I don't know whether I ever mentioned it before, but I'm pretty sure I did because I was obsessed with Bell Book and Candle for a while. Bell Book and Candle is, I said to the lady, I'm like, from Goodwitch? Remember, I'm watching Goodwitch on the Hallmark Channel, and she runs a store called Bell Book and Candle. So I go, from Goodwitch? And she goes, I don't think that's what it's from. Are you sure? I'm like the worst customer they've ever seen in an Irish bar. She's like, "Let, let me ask a man. Uh, so I'm like, wait, is it the one that bewitched is uh, based on? Did he base did he do it from bewitched? Is it bewitched? It just got worse and worse. So then of course, there's a play that I r- got a copy of because I wanted to be in the play. and then there's a movie that I finally watched with Jimmy Stewart and Kim Novak. and it's it is what bewitched is based on. So I definitely did an episode about this several years ago talking about Bell Book and Candle which is what Bewitched is based on. So that's why I just assumed, okay, it's either from Good Witch, which I was pretty figuring it wasn't, or Bewitched, or the movie, or the play. So so after we're finished, I go up to the guy, I have to talk to him. I'm like, oh, can I ask you a question? And he looked already angry that I was bothering him and maybe his wife. They were sitting at the bar eating. And I go, can I just ask you, What is Bell Book and Candle based on? He goes, Do you really want to know? And I'm like, And I I, I go, Is it the show Goodwitch or is it Bewitch? He goes, It is the excommunication of the Catholic Church and how we were treated in the 1500s. Totally good. And the ex, he was like, He was so angry. It is because of the fallen and the mighty that we have Bell Book and Candle to thank for. And I'm like, So it is not about bewitched you're sure about that it's the other thing you just said yes the excommunication of the church and I'm like right right so, so just so it's not also about the good witch or the hallmark Channel. it's definitely not that right but it's not but it's not bewitched are you sure I mean that's the way I must have, I must have looked like Paul Lynn in bewitched when I was asking are you positive it's not about bewitched bell buck and Canto. <laughs> oh that guy hated me and i'm like are you sure because there's a movie and a play but he goes no i've seen the movie you're talking about the one with jimmy stewart that rat bastard to do a movie about the excommunication of the catholic church and i'm like right 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 I, uh, now get out of here and i don't want to see your face again i'm like you you can't kick me out of this part can can he kick me out of this part well we let him do whatever he wants all right. So I, so anyway, that's a bar I'm not allowed back in. Uh, but uh, there's nothing funny where a guy's screaming at you about religious Irish Catholic beliefs. And then you're like, are you positive it's not about the show Bewitched? Now, that is epic. Just cow. Am I right? You are not going to hear anything, any kind of story like that on any other podcast. I promise you that. And you know damn well that's true. Well, it might be based on Bewitched. I'm not really sure, but uh, the way of when I came up with it, it was based on the, the Catholic Church and its presence in today's society and how the British government doesn't seem to care about us. But you're positive. It's not about the other thing. <laughs> bed, book, and candle. <sighs> it's so great. I mean, how gay do you got to be when you're like, Bed, book, and candle? You mean from Good Witch? <laughs> Well, which witch are we talking about? Bewitched a Good Witch? Hallmark or 1960s Bewitched? Oh, I am awful. But then we were eating there, right? And I was excited to eat there. I was like, I'm going to have the shepherd's pie. And uh, I don't, yeah, don't want to tell you, though. Uh, I was going to have the shepherd's pie. And then she's like, Well, the special today is Guinness Stew. And I'm like, Yeah, I'll just have the shepherd's pie. Yeah, but you can have the shepherd's pie any day. Today, the special is Guinness Stew. And I'm like, all right, I'll have have, have, have the Guinness stew. (laughs) So I had the Guinness stew. fucking delicious. It was so delicious. I guess they just pour Guinness into a stew. And it was so funny because it was like a stew my mother used to make when we were kids, which I hated. With the big chunks of beef that, you know, but they really did melt in your mouth. They were cooked perfectly. You could actually, you know, have the spoon. And chew the piece off, like so you know you didn't have to put the whole thing in your mouth. It was that tender. My mother never used to make it that tender, and the, whatever beef she was using was awful, because I think making a Kosher Guinness stew doesn't work. And you know, big potatoes and carrots it was a very hearty meal. So thank God I walked home after that. And you know, I think I had three pints of beer, too. So yeah, it's just an eating frenzy. And thank God my friend Jim uh, paid for it. It was beautiful. But well, we didn't want it to. We're like, he just took care of it. I'm like, ah, uh. i like, well, next, he goes, I'm going to pay every time because let's do this once a month. And we're like, we're like, yeah, but you don't have to pay every time. That's ridiculous. But I was saying the other day, I paid for lunch with Sarah on Monday when we went to the place because I'm like, she's like, no, I'll get it. I'm like, nah, I got to get, I got to get this. I got to get these things, right? Because you can't just let the rich person pay all the time. You've got to, everybody knows I don't have any money. But it's not cool to never pay, right? I don't want to, you know what I mean. Anyway, what I was going to say at the very beginning where I'd lost my train of thought is that I have gotten information that Rob Reiner is very, this is very, very closeted, close information. Nobody's supposed to know. I'm not supposed to tell anybody, but you know, who cares? That Rob Reiner really wants to do a spinal tap two, just saying i 'm not going to put it out there i 'm not going to put it in the you know in the picture and the thing i 'm not going to put it in Twitter I'm just saying that's what I heard, but i don 't know if that'll ever happen because I know Harry Shear is like you know from other sources, I know he 's like kind of in litigation with the other two about the movie or something, so I, I don't know, but you know what I was thinking about they could totally do that without Harry Shear. I mean, I love Harry Shear and everything, but I mean. As long as you got Nigel and David St. Hubbins, I mean, I'm good. It's a bummer that the manager died and everything, but, you know, it's still going to be okay. Those guys are really great, so. Here it is. It's visitor's day, isn't it? Here it is, lads. You better turn. Smell the glove, me old booties. Oh, really? Gather round. Where's David? Oh, are you kidding. David, what what David, it? get up here. Right, David, Smell the glove is here. Hello, Janine. a moment, we've all been waiting for I see. Here we thought go. I'd love to see the day. Twenty for everybody. Wait a minute. A little. Fancy this, what there. do you think? Is this the test pressing? No, this is it. Yes, that's right. This is that's the right. smell the glove by that's, spinal tap. you Smell the this. glove. That's the, that's the jacket cover, that's going out across the country. So it's the compromise. In every store. Yes. Is it going to say anything here? It doesn't even say nope, anything. It's not it. going to say it's anything. On the it's just so going to be like this. It's all It's going to be that simple, beautiful, classic. It does look like you know black leather. You can see yourself in. Both sides. I wish I'd yes. feel so bad. It's like a black it mirror. So yeah, it is. Black. Well, I think it looks like death. David, it looks death. like mourning. Every, I mean, looks... every, every, every movie in every cinema is about death. Death sells. I but think that, he's right. There's something What's about it? this that, that, yeah, that's yeah. so black, it's like, how much more black could this be? And the answer is none. None exactly. more black. I think like, you're like rationalising this whole thing like, into something that you, you did on, on purpose. No, you know, I think we're stuck with a very, no, no, very no, no, stupid and a very and a very dismal-looking album. This is David. depressing. Choice. This is something you wear around your arm. You David. don't put this on your fucking turntable. David, it's a choice. I it, frankly think that this is the turning point. Okay, I think. I think, I, I think this is. We're on our way now. You know, it's time to. I agree. It's I time I to kick off. A... Final tip, too. I'm all in. It'll be great. Very exciting. So don't tell anybody. All right. I know you heard it here first, but don't tell anybody. What's the matter with you people? I'll leave you on this. I just read this today. Former Friends star Matthew Perry, you know I'm talking about Chandler, right, from Friends, signed a multi-million dollar deal with Flatiron Books to write his memoirs to be published next fall. There's no way that book is worth a multi-million dollar deal. Who gives a shit about Matthew Perry's memoirs? Unless for some reason he's got the juiciest stories that I guess him and Jennifer Aniston and and, and Monica, uh, Courtney Cox had a three-way, does anyone care about Matthew Perry's memoirs? You know what would be interesting? Chandler's memoirs with his transvestite dad and his really hot mom. Morgan Fairchild, if he was doing the character of Chandler's memoirs growing up that way in a, uh, as, a, as a, a straight boy in a drag show, that might be worth a multi-million dollar deal because that's goddamn interesting in today's times. But do we really give a shit what this we what, who, what? So he's going to talk about, I liked Coke and I had problems doing Friends because I liked Coke so much. Oh my God, how many times have we heard that? Maybe his book is worth $100,000. I mean, it better be unbelievable. And one last thing also is Alec Baldwin thing, which is, it's not hilarious, but it is hilarious. So now they found out somebody put a real bullet in there. Remember I told you my theory, which I still think now somebody had a real bullet. Is that this woman maybe was the target being a Ukraine, a Ukrainian investigative reporter? I don't know. That's all I'm saying. But there's definitely foul play and craziness involved. Meanwhile, if you've seen that girl who's like 22, who was in charge of filling the gun all because her dad used to do it. And they have those pictures of her holding the the gun. She looks like a fucking moron now. Remember that. If you ever take a picture trying to look cool, that could come back and bite you in the ass. She looks so stupid. And now everybody is giving her shit and she's blaming everybody else. But it's technically her fault. She was in charge and she's a child. Even being on a podcast saying, I don't even know what I'm doing. I can't believe they hired me. But a a live bullet found its way on the set. This is getting good. Because now that Brian Laundrie is dead, we need something else. Um, So, yeah, here it is. And Alec Baldwin went to Vermont to go hide. Can you blame him? And there's pictures of him. He didn't shave. He still has that beard that he's used. I'm like, what are you, an idiot? I would color my hair and completely shave and try and look like a different person. (laughs) You you don't want to look like you do in all the photos of where you murdered that woman, which I don't blame him for a second for, but somebody had mentioned that if he was pulling the gun on himself, you know, if he had like a suicide scene in a movie, you know he would have checked to see if there were definitely... No bullets or anything in the chambers before he pulled that gun. Interesting. The plot thickens. But yeah, this girl, I don't know. her, Her name is Hannah something. Oh, my God. She just looks so stupid. And she just, you know, it's a big nepotism thing. And that's what you get. Whatever, obviously I, feel do, I do feel bad for the uh, husband and the son who uh, lost their mom for some stupid reason and she was uh, like a female cinematographer which is almost unheard of and so it sets back a couple of things but maybe it'll also draw attention to it so maybe in some way some good can come out of all this nonsense. Meanwhile, that all being said this is the Nightfly Podcast so we might rename it on January 1st Just Got kind of the City. Maybe. Thinking about it, why not? Yeah, the night flight for a while remember this uh, show used to be called the spread and we changed it and that all worked out okay but you know i do like the night flight with jazz and conversation what are you gonna do i mean that poster says it all Three in the morning, we're just talking to nobody, right? I mean, I know we're talking to you guys, but when I'm doing the podcast, it seems like I'm talking to nobody, which is if I was doing a late night radio show. Quite frankly, when I'm doing the YouTube show, it feels like I'm talking to nobody. But then I do see the lovely people in the chat room, and that does make everything worthwhile, completely worthwhile, even though uh, you know it's, it's difficult to have it on. Uh, when I'm talking, because it does throw me off. But that's fine. It's good. It's good. It's all good. It's all good. You know, it's just, but if some negative comics come in, then I'm like, uh, it throws me off. But I try and pretend like it doesn't. Um, but it does. So this week, Amy Yasbeck, Tom Papa, Billy Joel, it's still rock and roll to me, and the awesome Kyle Dunnigan video uh, uh, interview. And he does, uh, you know, he's got a, a story where he went up on stage and uh, touched Billy Joel, which is. Uh, awkward because he thought he was dying of AIDS uh, for real story and he, he does the Bill Maher and the Paul McCartney so it's a kind of a fun interview I don't think you can lose and that's the story for this week so uh, make sure you join us on the football show and Joel agency as always otherwise I will see you next week on the fly program good night everybody.